ladies and ladies and gentlemen. This is Jake Johansson. Welcome to episode 61 of the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. It's good to have you aboard. <laughs> welcome aboard. Or welcome back aboard. Or, hi, I didn't realize you'd been here the whole time. Um, hey, it's good to have you. Uh, this is a big week. I've got a lot of talking to do. I'm just starting the show now as I'm preparing a vegan chicken cutlet in my toaster oven. Yes, the toaster has given up the ghost, and we're all, we're, we're all about the toaster oven here at our house. And uh, I wouldn't be eating a vegan chicken cutlet, I don't mind telling you, if one hadn't been left, not necessarily for me, but left behind, abandoned, if you will, by... Um, by friend Will Will Anderson when he was staying in my house. He, he left a vegan chicken cutlet in the freezer. And uh, I'm the type of person who's going to eat that because I can't stand to see food go to waste. And I've already eaten one of them, and they're delicious. Uh, I will eat regular chicken, so I don't need to, to have vegan chicken cutlets. I don't require them. But... Uh, I'm eating this one, as I say, out of out of choice. But that's what I'm about to do right now. What am I? Where am I going? What am I doing on the road? And then let's get back to the our food choices. Hey, um, in a couple of weeks, that's uh, September 18th. I'm doing a one night thing at the Tulalip Tulalip Casino up in uh, north of Seattle. If you live in that casino, you might want to come see me. Or you might want to come September 20th through 21st because I'll be at uh, Laughs in Kirkland, Washington. And uh, that's a great club. And it's a good time, September 20th and 21st. And as I had said to you before, I did tell you a small fib about where I was going to be September 22nd. Uh, in the broad sense, I did not lie to you. I will be in Portland, Oregon. And uh, specifically, I'll be at Helium Comedy Club that night. So September 22nd, I look forward to seeing all my Portland fans. I need for you to report to the Helium Comedy Club. And then if you show up for this one show on Sunday night, September 22nd, I will be able to come back at uh, some other point in the future. So you can go to my website, jakethis.com, check my schedule. You can click on the Helium thing for Portland, September 22nd. If you don't live in any of those places, if you live in Los Angeles, hey, I'll be at the Los Angeles Podfest, October 6th, and that Los Angeles Podcast Festival is the 4th, 5th, and 6th. And uh, I will be there on the 6th doing my show. I think you can buy a pass that gets you into all the shows, and uh, that's going to be a good time. So, again, you can link to that from my site. Uh, I'm going to be at Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis. I'm going to be in Denver at the Comedy Works. I'm coming back to Chicago, everybody. And I will be down in Fort Lauderdale at the Improv, the Chicago Zanies, Acme, Minneapolis, uh, Fort Lauderdale Improv. Uh, and then it, December 5th through 8th, I will be in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, taping my next comedy special. So that is a chance. If you come on the Saturday, you will be at the show that will be taped. And uh, if you come one of the other nights, you will see the show that will be taped that Saturday. So Cleveland, hilarities. It's great. You can check all this stuff at my website, jakethis.com. Also, um, let me just say, November 17th, I'm doing a show here in L.A. to benefit my kids' school. It's going to be at Magicopolis. And if you live in Los Angeles, I'll put a link to that on my on the schedule part of my site if you want to go. I'm, uh, I'm going to do about 20 minutes or so, and then I've got other special guests. And it's going to be a fun night to uh, hang out and say hello if you're if you're interested <laughs> no pressure i'm just trying to put my kid through uh public school 
And uh, as you may not realize, public school has changed a little bit from when I went to public school when uh, our tax dollars paid for all of it. See, in, in that sense... A person feels, a man feels, like he's paid for public school for his children or his hypothetical children if you don't even have children. If you're out there thinking your children's, your hypothetical future children's education is paid for by your tax dollars that you prepaid, hypothetically, because you're old enough to have already had a kid, well, guess what? They have not set aside any of that money to pay for your kid's education. Uh, they're going year to year and hand to mouth. So we got to have uh, benefit comedy shows to pay for the kid's public school. And I do have to admit, it's a, it's a bargain compared to what you would have to pay if you tried to send your kid to private school. So in that sense, I'm getting off cheap. Uh, and also, I'm eating free vegan chicken cutlets that are left behind in my freezer. So in that sense, I'm also getting by free. Thanks, Will Anderson. Uh, so, yeah, I'm about to eat this vegan chicken cutlet. I've been looking into, I think last week I mentioned uh, the, the idea of the cricket farm, or maybe that was two weeks ago. I don't know. They all blur together. That's basically, you can just imagine that when I'm not talking to you, oh, there's the traditional phone call that happens during the podcast. It's a crazy phone number, too. It doesn't have any hyphens in it, so I bet it's a telemarketer. I'm going to answer it and get right back to you because uh, it could be good fodder for our chatter. Now I realize I should have taken that call on the air, even though this isn't really the air, uh, because they hung up on me. What kind of a... How dare they interrupt us? You know what? Uh, maybe I'll just... Maybe I, this is a rare moment where I would turn off the phone during the show, but I'm going to do that just right now for you, just for you. Um, so I'm about to eat this chicken, vegan chicken cutlet. I keep saying chicken. I don't know why they write chicken on the thing, because it's, it's textured and it looks sort of like a chicken thing, but it's made out of soybeans or something it's made out of soy some plants thing it didn't have a face and it didn't walk around it didn't have dreams or hopes at least as far as we can tell um some of these plants may have dreams they may have very slow <laughs> dreams about growing you know a quarter of an inch a year and uh, and all those dreams are snatched away from them and when we harvest them and make them into uh, vegan chicken cutlets. But I doubt that that's the case. I seriously doubt it. I doubt also that insects have dreams. And so I looked into uh, cricket farming, which you can assume that I'm, I'm constantly Googling about some ridiculous thing when I'm not speaking to you. Uh, and one of those ridiculous things is cricket farming because I thought, well, I, I want, I just, I'm trying to freak my wife out. Basically, that's, that's job one around here. First, first pay for my daughter and my wife's education. And then second of all, try and freak my wife out because she's freaking me out. I think I've mentioned that we have a bucket in the shower to capture the extra water before we take a shower while we're waiting for it to warm up because we're saving the planet. We don't want that water to just go down the drain to wherever that goes. We want to put it into our yard. So we're doing that. And um, so I looked into, you can, you can farm your own crickets. It's hard to figure out because a lot of people are just raising crickets for bait uh, for for going fishing or because they'd rather eat a fish than a cricket and i have to say i'm gonna i'm gonna get in that club i'd rather eat a fish than a cricket club i don't know when the meetings are and i don't care because i will attend online or i'll just pay my dues and uh, get the newsletter because <laughs> i would rather eat a fish than a cricket any day um, so most people are raising crickets to use to catch fish or to feed their ridiculous reptile pet because some people have pet snakes that they don't intend to eat later on, but they intend to, to let grow so large that they start worrying for the safety of their toddler and then they release their pet snake into the Everglades 
Well, I suppose that's only people who live near the Everglades. I doubt that there's people <laughs> driving cross-country to release their pet snake into the Everglades. Although, there's your movie, fellas. There's your movie. It's a road trip buddy movie where two friends drive from someplace where it's fucking cold. And they so they can't turn the snake loose. And I apologize for swearing, but I felt like it was necessary right then. Um, they live someplace where you can't turn your snake loose because it'll it'll freeze in the winter and die and so they they decide to go on a road trip maybe they have to do it in the winter too to drive the snake because that's going to be funny when they get car problems they have to drive the snake their 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 idea is to drive the snake to florida and release it and just all the misadventures they get to on the way so as you can tell i've got a busy afternoon because not only do i have to do this podcast well first i've got to eat that vegan chicken cutlet then i gotta finish the podcast and then i gotta write a screenplay (laughs) My daughter gets out of school at 3. I don't know how I'm going to be able to get all this in today. So it is a big day. Um, Let's get on with it. Um, Well, what else is happening this week? It's not just all about me eating crickets. Oh, right. So, yeah, a lot of people are raising their crickets to feed to their ridiculous reptile pets. And uh, the the thing about those reptile pets that I think that most people who get them don't realize is that they just keep getting bigger. I think that's one of the things about reptiles that... If they don't get killed, they, they're one of the few things that just keeps getting bigger. They don't stop getting bigger. Like people, if, if you don't kill them, they just get to be their maximum size that they're going to be. I mean, I'm talking about height, I guess, generally, because some people do keep getting bigger in that in the width and weight girth sense. But that's, you know, those are, those are you see those on people on the news when they're being cut out of a building. But for the most part, you know, people and dogs and the animals we're used to stop growing when they get to be an adult. But my understanding of snakes and a lot of reptiles is they, they they just keep getting bigger. So you can get this pet iguana that's awesome for a while and rides around on your shoulder, and then pretty soon, it's as big as a as a medium sized dog, but lower to the ground. It scrabbles around, and it, and you can't really tell if it likes you because of who you are or because you're warm, <laughs> and it's cold blooded. It just wants to get warm. It just wants to lay on top of you. I'm not sure if my wife likes me because of who I am or because I'm warm either, to be honest. So I, who am I to riddle, ridicule you for having a lizard as a pet? I'm just saying that they keep getting bigger and bigger. And eventually, you know, you're going to go broke trying to go to the pet store and buy them crickets. And you're going to realize, wait, I could start my own cricket farm. So a lot of people are raising crickets in a box, like one of those plastic storage bins. Evidently, you need to put them in a bin and you put some egg carton cases in there because crickets love to roost. That's That was the expression that was used, roost. I would rather eat a chicken than a cricket, but crickets do roost on these little eggshell things in the cardboard container. And you have to kind of be careful about getting the dead cricket bodies out of there and not letting the food. But they'll eat sort of your produce, like whatever parts of the your vegetable stuff that you don't want to eat, you put that in there and your crickets will work on it. And uh, so as we've discussed on this podcast before, you are what you eat and you eat what your, your thing that you eat eats. So you want to feed these crickets a nice little vegetarian diet. You don't want to be eating raw crickets, wild crickets, because they could be, they could be eating things that are under your house that, uh, that shouldn't, you know, you don't want to eat what's under your house. Who, who's, who, who here? has gone into the crawl space of their house and had a look around and saying, there's a lot of things down here I'd like to lick. Nobody. Nobody's done that. Much less eat. You know, nobody's good. You don't go down there with a piece of toast and a butter knife and <laughs> try and look for something soft to scrape off, you know, the foundation to put on your toast. But if you're eating a cricket from under there, that is 
almost exactly what you are doing. So you want to raise your own crickets in your little plastic storage bin. They, they roost on the egg crates. You got to be careful. They have to have enough water, but you can put moist um, vegetables in there, and they, I guess they can get some water from that. And then, you know, they have their droppings that you got to clean up. But to be honest, I couldn't really uh, – I'm looking around for the right website to tell me exactly how to do it. But the more you kind of look into it, I've watched vi- a lot of videos of people sautéing crickets and eating them, and I have to say it's just a little bit too leggy for me. And then the whole idea that uh, when you eat these ins- – if you're allergic to shellfish – you may also be allergic to insects, i.e. crickets, because uh, their their shells are chitinous, chitinaceous, chitinaceous, chitinous. I, I think it's chitinous, but uh, I'm sure that someone out there knows and is screaming right now as they're running on the treadmill. It's chitinous, you moron! Um, I, oh, it's my dream that someone is doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's my dream that I'm watching that person yelling, it's chitinous, you moron, while the person next to them is just <laughs> looking over at them like they're jogging next to a crazy person because they don't even know what chitinous means. Uh, and who are you calling a moron in the gym? Anyway, if you're at the gym, crank it up. So if you're allergic to shell- shellfish, you want to be careful eating insects because you're probably also allergic to insects, which then starts, I, I don't know, it skeeves me out in some way because you're eating the whole insect. You're not just like when you eat a, when you eat a shrimp or a crawfish, which I eat, I'll admit it, I'll eat a crawfish. You're not eating the whole animal. You know, you're, you're kind of, some people suck the heads of the crawfish, but I haven't kind of gotten in. That's a little too gooshy for me. I don't like the gooshy parts of the crawfish. On the other hand, soft shell crab po' boy, I am all up in those things. I love a soft shell crab po' boy. Not a lot, but when I'm down in New Orleans for the Jazz and Heritage Festival, I will consume upwards of two soft shell crab po' boys. One per day uh, is generally how I like to do it. But that's just, And then the females have a lot of... <laughs> Have some serious goose in them because their shells are soft. They're they're shedding their shell to then grow another one because they're getting bigger. I think I mentioned about how, how some things just keep getting bigger all the time, while other things stop growing. Well, crab, soft shell crabs, they shed their shell and then you fry them up. You can eat the whole damn animal, the whole animal. Imagine picking up a like a gerbil and eating that. Well, you deep fry it first, but uh, you know skeletons are hard. You couldn't do that to a gerbil, but you could do that to a soft shell crab and i have to say that some of the, some every once in a while you get a bite that is all kind of intestinal abdominal sac goosh you know internal organs of the soft shell crab and you have a little moment of like well i'm not sure that this was my best decision i've ever made you see you'd use that voice in your head you don't say it out loud but it's my dream now that now that you're running on the treadmill saying this is not the best decision i've ever made that's the science fiction timer going off that tells me that uh, my <laughs> vegan chicken cutlet is ready. So I'll be right back. Uh, well, how can I possibly resume, pick up where I left off? But I'll tell you how I do it as I re-listen to what I was talking about, and then I try and jump right in there. We'll see if that works. Well, let me tell you something about those vegan chicken cutlets, everybody. You melt a little cheese on there, put some Louisiana hot sauce on it, they're pretty darn good. I know that once you melt the cheese on there, it's not vegan anymore, but (sighs) I'm not vegan anymore. I've not been vegan. I'm not a vegan. I'm just cleaning up some scraps. I'm just, I'm foraging. I'm foraging for food. I'm a freegan. I'm eating things that were left behind for free in my house. 
and uh, it was it was pretty good. But to go back to the crickets, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, so I couldn't eat the crickets. They, they, even though the gooshiness is not there, evidently with the, these crickets, when you when you roast them or sauté them, that dries out the innards and the gooshiness turned to, goes a little crispy. But just the legs, I, they keep, they keep saying you might want to take the legs off because they get caught in your teeth. It's like oh, I just don't. As much as I want to freak my wife out, and uh, I really do, I don't think I could. I don't think I can eat crickets like that i just don't think i can do it i don't think i can do it so um you're lucky honey even though she <laughs> i think she may be on this podcast later on but she's not going to listen to it she's a little too busy for that everyone not like you not like me uh thank you for listening uh what can i tell you oh you know that's this is the big week this is the big week of what's going on is uh, the president is going to be talking to decide if, if we're going to go into syria or not so if you're if you're listening to this after that decision has already been made, he wants to go. He wants us to go in there and punish somebody for using chemical weapons on their own people. And I think you know that sounds great to me. I don't think people should be using chemical weapons on the, on their own people. Leaders, dictators, or even elected officials shouldn't be bombing their own people with chemical weapons or even any other kind of weapons. Here's the thing, though: this dude has already been shooting and otherwise exploding stuff on his own people, conventional types of bullets and weapons, to the point where he's killed way more of his own people with those kind of weapons than with these chemical weapons. Now, I get that the chemical weapons are cruel and horrific, and man, I cannot watch children suffering now that I have a child. Oh, geez, I saw this preview for a movie. If I could just take a little bit of an aside... (laughs) So this preview for a movie where these two little girls get taken hostage and there's some guy with a camper in the neighborhood and so they haul him in but he, they can't figure out he it doesn't seem like he's done it but the parents of the kids the, the two girls who are missing then kidnap that guy and they're going to torture him to find out where their daughters are even though the FBI has already said that they know that he hasn't done it I mean what could possibly go wrong but I just it's just too freaky for me there's little girls I I don't need to watch movies about little girls being missing and I don't need to even think about little girls being um attacked with chemical weapons. I mean, it's horrific and terrible, and it would be awesome if we could kill people who kill the people who killed people with chemical weapons, or if we could stop people. Let's stop friggin' shooting each other and blowing each other up and get back to yelling at each other and having fistfights like like we used to do in those old-timey movies. That's how we solve problems. You'd call some guy a son of a bitch, and then he would just punch you right in the mouth. And then you get on with it, punching and wrestling and whatnot, and nobody's dead at the end, and everybody's hurt. And sometimes you laugh and wind up having a beer with the guy, and the problems are all settled. So, right, I get it. That's uh, idealistic, and it's never going to happen, especially with this dictator in Syria. We can't, we can't go over there and... Um, and uh, getting a fistfight with Assad, although I like Obama's chances. Um, but this Assad guy, he does not it doesn't even seem like he doesn't want us to bomb him. I mean, you listen to him talk on CBS. I, I heard these clips of him in this interview. It sounds like he wants to get bombed. And I'm on his... I don't want to bomb... Here's my thing. is like, I don't want to get sucked into a situation where we're trying to help people again and then we turn out to be the assholes. You know? Because the thing is, we're going to try and help them without actually going there. We're going to try and help them by shooting bombs into their country to kill some people. Now, who are the people that we're dropping these bombs in with our drones and who are we attacking and how do we guarantee that we're not going to 
kill innocent people. And then aren't we, if we're killing innocent people, we don't even live there. You know, this is not going to make everybody write us a big thank you note, I don't think. I mean, look, I want to stop this chemical warfare from going on as much as anybody. I just don't see how us dropping bombs from the air outside of being on the ground and actually trying to help people are, is is going to work. And I don't want us to get in there and try and be go army Marines on them. I don't want to march guys in there because we've already seen how great that worked in Afghanistan and Iraq. Boy, those two places. I can't wait. We're all going for for vacation there next year, right? Because it's so terrific. So terrific there. Um, No, it's terrible. So I don't see how we're going to solve a problem. I mean, it would be great if we had little explosive uh, charges installed in the backs of everyone's heads. And then we could find out who the bad guys were and then go enter in the codes for their brain explosive and just blow up their brains right where they stand. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't you be the first to get in line to have one of those little exploding brain cartridges put in your head so that that, uh, there wouldn't be any collateral damage? when the government wanted to take you out? No, you wouldn't. Nobody would do that. So we can't do that. We can't uh, assassinate people from outside of the country. And why? Who, who are we to be assassinating people? I mean, don't we believe in trials? I do get we, we believe in trials for American citizens. But, I mean, do we just go around killing people who we're pretty sure did some shit in other countries? I, that, that seems like a kind of a... I wouldn't like it if people were coming to our country killing people that they were pretty sure did some shit. That's that's how I have to think about it. You just got to put the shoe on the other foot, and that never feels good. <laughs> I mean, go ahead and try it. If you're on the treadmill, stop for a minute, get off, and switch your shoes on the other feet. Get back on the treadmill. See how you like it. Doesn't feel so good. So we would, I wouldn't, we wouldn't like. What if what if all at once uh, some other country started blowing up our drug dealers over here and accidentally killing you know some of the people who live next door to them and saying, hey, we're doing you a favor. Well, we couldn't wait to have them over, could we, for a big party? No, we no, we wouldn't. We would be pissed at them. We'd be resisting them tooth and nail. You know, when the aliens come here and try and straighten us out, tell us to quit fracking and, you know, <laughs> consuming carbons and blowing them into the atmosphere because because uh, we're destroying our own planet. When they come and try and get us to stop doing that, look, I as much as I want us to stop putting carbon into the atmosphere, I'm going to fight the aliens when they try and put the hammer down on us. That's how I'm going to be. And so I feel like we... We're kind of damned if we, damned if we do on the Syria thing. We get involved; they're not going to like us more. The Middle East already thinks we're kind of a Budinsky. Well, I can't. I'm trying not to swear, but they think we're Budinsky. Terrible curse. Fig up your own curse word, and uh, put a couple fucks in there. Um, but uh, so anyway, the president's going to vote on that. We're going to do something. I'm, I'm glad I'm not in charge of that decision because it's got to be a tough. It's a tough one because how do you how do you win this thing? What do you do? I'm looking forward to having him tell me what we're going to do. Um, let me read you this statistic. We're probably going to send drones over there or or airplanes that are not drones to drop bombs from space. So here, listen to this: chance that a U.S. combat pilot suffers from a mental health problem. One in seventeen. U.S. combat pilots suffer from mental health problems, and I'm gathering that they're implying that these are coming from combat. That, uh, that a remote drone pilot suffers from mental health problems? One in 12. So that's more drone pilots than combat pilots suffer from mental health problems. They're more tortured. It's more, it's got to, it's got to, you know, it's in one sense, it's like a video game. And in another sense, it's way different than a video game. And it 
plays on you. It hurts you. It's, it's not good for us to create people who are used to killing people. I do get that we have to kill people now and then because uh, people are trying to kill us. But man, it's we're 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 hurting our own drone pilots' brains when we're doing this. I thought that was an interesting statistic. But uh, anyway. I, I suppose, uh, yeah, luckily I'm not involved in this decision. I thought about calling up Nancy Pelosi and giving her my opinion because it seems like she wants to go, she wants to get a, get on the bomb train. She's ready to start doing that. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Nancy. I've bombed before, and it doesn't feel good. <laughs> That's comedy bombing. Okay, number of presidents, presidential question and answer sessions. Number of presidential question and answer se- sessions held with the media during George W. Bush's first term. So that's uh, George George W. Bush, Bushy Bush. During his first term, he held 355 question and answer periods. During his first term, that's his first four years. How many how many Q and A's, question and answer periods, do you think Obama held during his first term? Bush was 355. How many do you think Obama was? <laughs> it was less, a lot less, 107. So this guy who I'll, you know, cards on the table. I voted for him, but uh, he's losing to Bush in the question and answer session department. I mean, maybe you could argue that his answers are awesome, but we'll see what kind of answers he gives on this whole bombing Syria thing. Number of on-air minutes during the uh, presidential campaign. This is the second one devoted to uh, climate change, 23 minutes during the campaign devoted to joe biden's smile 43 minutes well it is important his smile and it's probably what's going to get us into a bombing in syria joe biden's smile he went out there and smiled it up and made it we're the police we need to go in we can't stand by and let it i, I love to believe that we can't stand by but it's not like two bullies are going at it and we're going to go in and get in between them and straighten this out we're, imagine trying to stop a fight where somebody's bullying somebody else from an airplane it's yeah Good luck. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Profits earned by Facebook last year. $1.1 billion. Facebook earned $1.1 billion of profits. You know how much tax they paid on $1.1 billion of profits? They didn't pay any tax. They got a $429 million refund. Right? Because they're awesome. Who does their taxes, and how do I get him on my side? I mean, I earn a lot less than that, but I love the idea of of of, of making some kind of what is that? A third of what you your profit you get add on top of that your tax return. That's pretty great. What do I have to do for that? Who do I have to poke to get that done? Huh? Get it? Poking Facebook. How come we're not taxing the crap out of Facebook? They're sharing our stuff all over the place. Anyway, portion of North North American internet traffic. Oh, this one is interesting. How much North American that that includes us USA? I'm speaking to my USA people now and Canada. Uh, how much of our internet traffic is video streamed from Netflix? It's 25%. A quarter of our internet traffic is Netflix, North America. Oh, oh my God. What have we come to? What did we... So really, that's it? We invented the internet so that we could watch movies? We got tired of driving to that stupid video rental place, didn't we? 
We just couldn't take it. So we went to the, we invented the internet. Thanks, Al Gore, for inventing the internet so that we could watch movies at home and get tired of driving to the video rental place. Um, so we could put on a little bit of extra weight and grow a beard. I'm growing a beard, just like Al Gore, not just like Al Gore. But uh, Al Gore sold his current TV to Al Jazeera. <laughs> they have the same name. Al Gore and Al Jazeera. I just thought of that. It's not easy to do a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It takes hard work and a little bit of preparation. I mean, I have to turn this thing off and on. You know that. Um, You've got electronics at home. Chance, an American, provides financial support for both adult children and elderly parents. One in nine Americans is providing support for for two grown children, one or both, and... uh, and an elderly, and elderly parents. So that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, Americans to be doing one in nine Americans is doing that. Some of those nine Americans are also the elderly um, parents and the children. Also, you have to figure out of the one in nine how many people of the other ones. If it's one in nine are doing, then two ninths at least are being supported by them. Do you see what I'm saying? It, so it seems higher mathematically it's it's a lot of people are supporting their grown-up kids and their parents shout out to you guys i don't know how you found time to listen to this podcast um but yeah america how we're not uh, that doesn't seem right could we help each other out a little bit maybe we should pay some more taxes well how about this maybe we should pay the same amount of taxes and just spend our tax money different where do you go online to figure out what they're spending your tax money on that's what i'd like to that like now maybe that's some googling that i could do maybe that's what i'll do now i could stop for a second and google a little bit and see where we're spending our tax dollars i'll be right back well, I'm back. You know, I did some Googling, and I feel silly that I'm not uh, spending my time on the Internet the way everybody else does watching Netflix. I'm going to do that later. Trust me on that. Um, but in in the fiscal year, in the fiscal year, I love that I can say fiscal year. I don't know what that means. I think it means, well, I think I know what it means. That's the beauty of it. And I think you think that you know what it means, too. So let's just proceed as though we know what it means. In the fiscal year 2012, the federal government spent $3.5 trillion, which is a lot of, that's a lot of money. Um, and of that $3.5 trillion, um, $2.5 trillion came from tax revenue, and, and about uh, $1.1 trillion, which is a lot, I mean, it's going on a third of it, was financed, was borrowed. We borrowed a third of the money we spent. <laughs> We spent last year. So, um, you know, I do like to say you do the math, and I think it applies right now. But uh, you do the math. What if you were borrowing a third of the money that you spent every year? That would be a lot of money that you were borrowing. But that's not really the question that I was asking a minute ago. But it was a surprise thing that I found out while Googling, which that happens, right? You can find out a lot of surprise things. But it's a lot of better when you find out, you know, surprise sex things. But uh and that was the surprise math thing that I found out. We're, we're financing. We're putting a third of our budget on a credit card, ladies and gentlemen. I say we got it. We should be either paying the tax. We should we should either be paying the tax to pay for this stuff, or we should not be or we should not be buying it. But that's but that's me. I try and pay my credit cards off every month. And why would I do that? It's stupid. What you want to do was a, is to die with a kind of a boatload of debt and make it somebody else's problem, isn't it? Isn't that what you want to do? I'm trying to figure out how to live my life. I know it's a little late in the game for that, but uh, it turns out 
of of the money that we are spending. So forget that a third of this is uh, on the credit card. But uh, of our of our budget of a hundred percent of our tax dollars, a hundred percent of our dollars, nineteen percent we're spending on defense and international security assistance. That's where we're helping other people with their international security. So nineteen percent that's a pretty big chunk. Twenty two percent we're spending on social security. So I can't I can't wait to get a piece of that pie. Can you? It's probably gonna be a ton left for us. I mean, look they just quit paying social security and they can almost quit borrowing money but then you know what else happens we all starve because we needed that money to buy cat food in our cardboard box that we live in because we can't because we can't afford a house because we're broke and we're retired anyway 22 percent goes to social security 21 percent goes to medicare medicaid and um, chip i don't know what that is uh, something some it goes to oh geez i could look this up um it doesn't matter and then uh, safety net programs, that's 12%. Interest on our debt, we're paying 6% of all of our tax dollar, of our budget is to enter interest on our debt. That doesn't seem that bad. I thought it would have been higher since we're borrowing a third of the money that we're spending. And then we got uh, benefits to retirees, 7%, and transportation infrastructure, 3%. I think we can up the amount we're spending on transportation and infrastructure from 3%. Education, 2%. Science and medical research, 2%. How are we going to cure cancer and take care of our sick people and teach our... How are we going to teach our kids to help to take care of us? Just to go back to the whole idea that i got to do a comedy show as a benefit to pay for my kids' public school while we're spending... 19% on defense and international security assistance. I see, I feel like we're pretty safe here in America. I feel like we could cut that budget a little bit and kind of get out of other people's countries, kind of hang out here at home, just load up and hunker down. <laughs> that's that's my new T-shirt, load up and hunker down. Um, but that's, you know, then I'm an isolationist. And why, why should we be isolationists when we could be out there bombing people into having the same opinion as us? That's... That, that's really what we should be doing. Um, but see, I found out some information about our, about my taxes pretty quick. Oh, I found this out, too. This is for my little piece of paper here. The percentage change since 1980 in California spending, this is a state spending, on public universities. Well, we went down 13% on how much we spend towards public universities. What about prisons? That went up 436%. So instead of sending people to college, we've decided to send them to prison. Um, it seems like a bad choice when you put it that way, doesn't it? But I think that's what we're. I think that's what it says we're doing since 1980. Public university spending going down 13 percent, prisons up 436 percent. So that's great. Um, we make those prisons a little bit nicer, and uh, maybe won't be so bad when they move us in there. Uh, Oh, because that's coming. That's coming. We're probably all gonna. We're probably all gonna wind up in jail before it's all over. I hope it's for something fun. I hope it's for skinny dipping. I, <laughs> that's what I. Oh man, at my age, there's no more skinny dipping. I'm not. I, well, I would skinny dip, but only under very controlled circumstances. I'm not gonna trespass and skinny dip. That's a bad idea. I think that's a bad idea, and I'm not gonna do that. You know. I don't know why that makes me want to talk about my guest next week, but uh, Owen Smith is going to be on the podcast next week. He's a he's a comedian. He I, he was supposed to be on the podcast this week, but he, we discussed some things that are not going to be open to the public until next week, and so you will find out about that. But let me just say, it's kind of romantic. Uh, so 
Owen will be on next week, and uh, I don't think we talked about skinny dipping, and I don't think I would I would not go skinny dipping with Owen. I shouldn't say under any circumstances because there probably is some kind of a hostage situation that would get me in skinny dipping with him. But he and I are going to go surfing one of these days. That's one thing that we're going to do. That's one thing that my wife likes to do. Um, maybe I'll go see if I can get my wife to come on the podcast for a minute. All right. Let me do it. I'll be right back. Okay. Thanks for stopping by, honey. Oh, yeah. Here I am. Hello. I, have, I haven't seen you since lunch. Yeah, a lot has happened since then. It's what been, what did really... you eat for lunch? Well, I had a kale salad and a cheese toasty sandwich. Which is a grilled cheese sandwich in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grilled cheese sandwich in America. <laughs> cheese toasty sandwich in New Zealand. Yeah. And and so we were both talking about our dietary. I was telling you about the cricket eating uh plan that I've been looking into. I know. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I can't be a part of that. I can't I can have I can have I can be a vermiculturist, whatever that's called when you have a worm farm. I can do that. But I am not You wouldn't eat worms though, would you? Shit no. No. No, I'm not gonna fry up worms and eat them or sort of put them in a mincer and pretend to Fanula that there's something other than But worm. I could make the crickets and then blend them up and put them, make them into flour and you could make them into biscuits. How would that be? Oh, yucky. <laughs> because it's, I feel really sorry for the crickets. Because what really? I, well, we were just talking about that little bunting songbird, the ortolan and how they're... The ortolan in France. They're eating those in France. Yeah, they freaking drown them in armagnac and then they have to put a napkin over their heads when they eat them because they're so ashamed in front of God that they're eating this poor little bird. It's a songbird too. It's a songbird that is on the endangered species list and the French don't give a fuck because it's considered a delicacy and they just want to keep eating it and so they do and they actually just they had some German people over there who were very concerned about it being trapped and eaten you know bird conservationists and they kicked them out because they want to be able to eat all the little bunting songbirds. So it's not it's not illegal to eat them in France? Is it illegal? It's this is the thing that's crazy it's not illegal to eat to eat them it is illegal to catch them. But you, but if you, but so it's if not you really, find a dead one, you can eat it. Yeah, but they don't want them dead. They want to drown them in armagnac. So they're killing them. <gasps> well, this is great. This brings up. It's kind of metaphorical about what's going on in Syria right now because we're talking about going over and bombing them for using chemical weapons on their people. Do you think we should bomb the French? for eating these ortolans. Okay, this is what I think we should do to the French. I think a few people need to have fires lit under their you-know-whats. No, I don't know what. Well, what are you talking about? I don't know. I just when you. I mean, I don't think that we should bomb them, but I think the thing is that... Who are the people who need to have fires lit under them? And what, how well, do the you people who hunt them, the people who eat them. I mean, apparently Francois Mitterrand, his last meal before he died of cancer was these little songbirds. I don't know if he had a napkin on his head. But he had to once he was dead. He had to have his chin strap put on and his terrible. They're going to have his chin strap. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we just saw Caesar the other night in Rome, and he had that thing, you know, the band that they put around so you, the mouth doesn't, you know, open before you go on your funeral pyre. Well, Caesar was pretty also messed up by. They murdered him. Yeah, he had a lot of holes in him already, yeah. all the stab holes. But I'm really feeling bad about this bird. I think the French should stop. But I think a lot of you know people have a lot of bad eating habits, and the fact that these birds are endangered. And no one that people don't care 
I mean, I'm barking up the wrong tree because, you know, the French aren't going to listen to me. That's why I say go over there and light some fires under their bottoms. Who's going to light the fire? What do you mean when you say go over there? Who's going over there? Those Us? German guys, those German bird conservationists. <laughs> yeah, don't don't go over there and be all nice to them. Go over there and, you know, I mean, I know you can't because you're German and you've got a bad, you know, history about going into France and doing things. Yeah, and intervening <laughs> yeah. in French, you yeah. know, political, you know. But you could pick up some of this slack for us. The USA, we've got to straighten out this whole mess in Syria. Maybe they could go Yeah, <laughs> I just, France and straighten Yeah, yeah, out yeah. Just thing. go, just drop a few could in the throw, West. And, throw look, us a favor, would you, Germans? Look, here's the thing. I'm a dove, not a hawk, just to really use the, you know, the bird metaphor to take it. I don't believe in any, you know, sort of bombing to tell people off. Kill more people because you killed some people. Bombing is a weird way to communicate with other people. Yeah, yeah, as is, yeah, you know, chemical talking. warfare. I put, Well, yeah, I was saying I'd like it if we could just go back to uh, punching and, you know, fist fighting and yelling at each other. I mean, I feel like that, certainly it's worked in our marriage. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been so great. Well, you know, the re- this is the thing that I think is also really interesting. You know, we have all these really sophisticated weapons now, but they do act as deterrents because if you look at how many people died in tribal times with tribal methods, and tribal people had to really back off because if, you know, 10 of you guys got killed and there were only 15 of you, you know, your survival once you left the fight was, you know, so often they'd say, hey, we've got to run away, we can't fight because we're losing too many of our guys. But the actual rates of how many people were killed in tribal warfare when it was mm. just, you know, clubs and punching and biting... If we killed at those rates in the last century in the two world wars and all the other wars that happened, two billion people would have died. It would have been worse if we'd have been using conventional weapons, you're saying. Yeah, biting, punching, kicking. I'd like to see your calculating of how you figured that number out. but Somebody else did it for me, thank goodness, because I'm yeah. way too busy in there working out how we're going to get out of the environmental mess we're in and right, who's going to help the birdies. And all I've come up with so far is lights and fires under people's bottoms. And what was the other thing you wanted to talk about besides the birds? Oh, well, I'm writing a... Uh, oh, you're writing your blog. I'm, I'm doing a, my podcast, and you're writing your I blog. I know, yeah. I'm writing a post about the scary movie that we are in right now. And what I've realized is I'm writing it. You know, we are creating... The scary movie that we're in right now is about a mutant species. And the mutant species is us, because we are changing who we are with all the chemicals that we put in us. So we are making ourselves dumber we have more adhd we have more autism we have more you know neurological development disorders in children to the point where now one ten kids you know has a intellectual some sort of disability in american classrooms one in six kids have some neurodevelopment disorder we spend 22 percent of u.s school funding goes for special education for these kids so that's happening, and then we're turning boys are turning into girls because of all the endocrine disruptors that we're putting in us. So everyone's sperm count is going down, and men who live in rural America because of all the pesticides that get used have way less sperms that spermies than the guys who live in cities. So we're chemically changed. Where are we going to be the mutant species? We're going to feminize the men. We're going to make ourselves all crazy. Uh, you know, Lawrence's theory is the reason that things have gone off the rails is that, uh, this is our neighbor, um, is that uh, men are in charge. He thinks it would be better if women were in charge. So right on! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is so true. But Because but women so, don't so, want to poison their children. And the thing this is, is why there are enough women who know what these chemicals are doing. I, I'm just amazed that, the, that all these people who are in charge, it's because, yes, Congress and the Senate are filled by men. And but, they but want to make money good more than they want to make healthy children. These mm-hmm. men are becoming feminized. It's not going to happen soon enough for me, is the problem. <laughs> They're not going to, you know, they have to lose all their sperms. Sperm. 
Well, there's going to be less of us once that happens. Once less of us can reproduce, there'll be less of us. Yeah, less of us is going to be good for the planet. That's a lot of people. It's going to take a long time for women to get feminine, for men to get feminine enough to help out the, what the ladies, you know, are already trying to do. Ensure the well-being of the children. That's what you're trying to do, you and all the other ladies? Well, most other ladies are you trying... Do you feel like I'm fighting you on that? I'm trying to... I... No, I feel like you're trying, you know, you're, you're on my team... Not that you're half a lady. You sort of are half a lady, but, you know, you're not... Really, no, you're you all man. You're oh, all that's man. That's not right. No, no, I don't mean any sort of physical, you know, sperm count way. I mean in the sensitive, important way that, yeah. you know, means that I want to be married to you, lovely husband. Yes, well, you better watch out, because if I become feminized, it may be possible for me someday to go fuck myself, which is what you keep telling me to do. <laughs> no. See, it's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like that one. <laughs> I don't, well, tell you that, I don't tell you to do it that often. No, you don't. Well, so no, the, I really these chemicals, very but, restrained. Yeah. I don't, how soon? How soon is, are the ramifications of this? What's What's going to happen? Is this This is not going to be. Well, it's already happening now because if you look at what's happening with fertility and people can't have babies or they can only have one baby and then you you know do a sperm count on them and all their sperm are completely hopeless and they're all deformed because you know little you know, do they know i mean just by eating you're getting phthalates in your body and you know you have to eat organic food so they're not getting completely overrun with all these horrible pesticides and one of the pesticides these organophosphate pesticides they're so terrible they don't let you use them inside your house anymore you can't use them to use cockroaches but you can put them all over over the wheat fields, all over the wheat, and let people eat the wheat. And so then it's in your body, and you can't, you know, you can't well, stop we, it. Surely we rinse the wheat off a little bit before we. Oh yeah, t- yeah, it but up, it goes right? inside the wheat. I mean, it's not you can't you can't wash pesticides oh, off. It gets, of, in, yeah. it gets inside the yeah. inside. Atrazine, which is a pesticide which is banned in Europe, made in Europe, sold here. That they say most Americans get that just from their drinking water. Hey, I better talk about something happy because this is really yeah, you're gloomy. Right. Come on, but let's the, change well, the subject. Let me just tell you, when I was a kid, they used to advertise atrazine, and when I was in Iowa and Wisconsin, they advertise it on TV for farmers spraying their fields. So I probably absorbed it, uh, enough atrazine when I was. But look, I was able to sperm it up and look how much. And look how mu- I'm just looking at how macho you are. I'm like, <laughs> super macho. <laughs> yeah, super macho. Super Too macho, macho, really. For I'm my, taste. my little uh, toe shoes. Right oh now. yeah. Well, no. From the knees up, you're very macho today. But from the knees down, no. Those are. I think that those they're are helping my shoes. foot, though. No, yeah, no, 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 that's, we're not supposed to talk like that about our gay brothers. You know, these shoes. These shoes are just weird. They're not. They're not. Oh, they're oh, not I didn't. Yeah, but I wasn't meaning it disparaging. To, well, to, I don't know what you meant. <laughs> I am. Such who a, are you? So, yeah, who am I? I'm the crazy lady inside the house writing a post for the Huffington, blo- you know, blah blah and. Trying not to go insane as I read all this information about what we're doing to ourselves. I am easy. trying. Yeah, it's not easy, man. It's not easy. I'm trying my hardest to stay. No, I feel like you brought it back, kind of, you're back into the. You were really upset about a week ago or four days ago. Yeah, and then I got out of that and I was fine. I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, what can we do about it anyway? Yeah. I, I am actually really trying to do something about it, but I'd like us all to march on Washington and demand no more organophosphates in our foods. We need no more phthalates in the plastics. We need to get rid of those. Um, we need to really step it up a notch. 
EPA, Clean Water Act, Clean Air Act, come on, enforce those babies. Mm-hmm. To stop burning coal right now, just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to get electricity? We've got we've to be able to make electricity. We need electricity. Yeah, get some solar panels out there, catch some wind. What about all the chemicals you have to use to make solar panels? Yeah, but the thing is, that's renewable energy. That's not taking in energy that's no, but in the, the ground. No, but the things you have to take, you have to take um, metals and chemicals out of the ground to create those solar, solar panels. Yes, I know there is a price for everything, but they're not going to do as much damage as what is being done by burning of fossil fuels, which are non-renewable. They're getting to an end. Once they're gone, they're gone. Well, we're going to burn them all up, and then we're going to build some solar panels. Do you know the only reason why we have fossil fuels is there wasn't enough oxygen around when all those little creatures were dying for them to completely decompose. So that's why they're this great mass of carbon under the, you know, the Earth's surface. Is that right? And if there'd been enough oxygen in our atmosphere then, yes, then there would have been microbes and things that would have been able to completely decompose them and there would be no fossil fuels. So that's why it's finite. That's where they're non, while they're non-renewable. There are no, there's no more coal and coal tar and shale. None of that stuff is going to get made again. Oil. Oh, well, because we've got I a lot of oxygen, which I thought is they very were discovering. They're discovering new oil fields all the time. This new Bakken shale. Field. Yeah, yeah, but that's just that's just a version of it. Yes, those are all versions of it, but they are all non-renewable. They're all finite. I feel like I read a thing in Wired magazine a couple of years ago that there were scientists who were theorizing that some of that oil was was regenerating itself. That we were getting more of it. That's not the science that I've been reading. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are microorganisms that eat oil. You know that, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. For when they have an oil spill, yes. See, that's, yeah, the oil, great, coal, fantastic, yes. Okay. Okay, you've had enough of me, haven't you? Well, you it's really? been great having you on the <laughs> yeah, podcast again today, yeah. honey. Thanks for coming out to the yeah. office. Yeah, well, at least terrific. I didn't talk about elephants or rhinos today or anything no, like that. No, that was nice. Yeah. Say some... Do you have any kind of funny kid story or a weird sex thing? Or did anything happen to one of your friends in New Zealand recently that was funny? That was good. Oh, I already said the thing that Fanula said the other day when she got back to the house. What was the thing with the? What was the thing with Miranda and Stuart? Miranda's mother. What happened to her? Oh my God! So my friend's mother, who's almost ninety, walked out of the house the other day, and some laborers, some builders, had left a, a, a log in the middle of their sort of, you know, driveway walk path. And this poor woman fell over it. She's got a broken nose, a broken arm. She's so bruised in her face, she actually looks as though she's been mugged and beaten up by, you know... But there is really nothing more cheery than a 90-year-old person just... Smiling all teeth with a big black eye. Yeah. So then, so then Miranda <laughs> likes to send you a photograph of her, of her mother, completely bruised with a broken arm, and you know, and the broken nose, with surrounded by her grandchildren who love her. It's a very sweet photo. And, and then she's smiling. She's yeah, happy. Yeah, she's smiling. But she has this giant black eye. Yeah. Kate's lovely. She's smiling. Disturbing. And then, and then below that is a photograph of Miranda's daughter's hand with about nine stitches in it, where she fell over some onto some broken glass in the neighbor's backyard. They're making their own horror movie over there. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. It's really, it's really about the photographs that you take and that you then send to other people. You've got to take photos of everything. Memories. Yeah. Memories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're all good. Okay. Thank you for stopping by. Oh yeah, really, my pleasure. Okay, let me get back to my. Okay. Give us a kiss. All right. Mm. There you go. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Have a lovely Bye-bye. afternoon. Yep, we will. Here I go.
It's almost uh, it's almost it's almost finish time in here with the podcast. Sad when you have to leave your little den. Oh, I don't really have to leave. No, you never have to leave. You can always come back. Yep. Bye bye. Okay. Oh, there she was. She stopped by. We had some fun. This was. Uh, like I say, this was kind of a surprise episode. I was going to have my friend Owen on this week, and uh, and he kind of backed out at the last minute. So I just tr- I tried to. Uh, I've been really trying to to talk it up for the past. Uh, well, we're going on fifty something minutes now, and uh, then I'm going to put and then, maybe it's a couple more minutes. You like to you like to be able to talk for an hour if you can. I sort of why I have it in my head. It doesn't have to be an hour, and you, you certainly many of you may have stopped listening already. Um, but uh, I look forward to going back out of town and seeing you. Uh, I'm really fe- feeling good about my my act of show talking this week. I I went out uh, well. The end of last week, I went to one of the uh, little comedy clubs on the other side of Los Angeles. I had a great time at uh, God. What was it even called? I can't remember. It was it was sort of a hipster bar. It's, it's like this bar full of um, people in their twenties with a, a tremendous array of beards and tattoos, and uh, you know, young 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 happy people in the middle of this Hispanic neighborhood, you know, it's taco truck and two old guys getting their hair cut and a vacant lot full of broken glass and a little comedy show. So that's, that's the world that you can live in if you come to Los Angeles for a visit. And of course you're always welcome. You're always welcome. Please come out to LA for a visit. Uh, we, we can't get enough of tourism and people swimming in the ocean. I love the ocean. That's the thing why I could never move away from California. Well, I might have to because my wife says she doesn't want to live here, but she had so far when I challenge her to figure out a better place to live she can't come up with a place so we're stuck here for a while but i do love that pacific ocean it is nice to swim in and it's not you know it's polluted there is the pacific garbage patch but you cannot see that thing from here that's a long ways away from us um so thank you for listening i always kind of try and remember now at the end what are the things that i am supposed to say well i'm supposed to remind you don't forget or don't forget to don't give up don't give up don't give up There'll be time to give up later. Don't give up this week. Um, I've been trying to meditate. That's the thing that I've been trying to do. But uh, it's often I just feel like a crazy person who's sitting still. <laughs> but I get that maybe that's the early stages of meditation. You close your eyes and you sit up straight and you breathe in and out of your nose and you try and concentrate on your breath. And then if you have any thoughts, which of course you do, the first half of any meditation period is uh, kind of going through your to-do list of shit that you're going to get started on as soon as you get done meditating. And then your second half of meditation is kind of getting mad mad at yourself for wasting the first half and then trying to just forget about the things you have to do at the same time thinking like, I don't, don't forget to remind myself that when I'm done with this, I'm going to do the other thing, but stop thinking about that now because I'm meditating. So, um, if anybody has any tips or help help uh, sources for meditating, please let me know. Um, what else am I doing? I gotta go. I've got uh, plantar fasciitis. That's another thing that's happening to me. I've got this sore heel from my vigorous workout sessions that I do to keep my sperm count up in spite of the amount of pesticides that I ingest every day. Um, and I've, so I've hurt this heel. It's, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I didn't diagnose myself. That's right. I'm not, I'm not part of those people who are spending a lot of your money on Medicaid. I'm going on the Internet and figuring out what I have and then figuring out what to do about it from there. So I'm going to go pick up my shoes, which were getting repaired. I had a pair of Birkenstocks that I hadn't worn in a million years, and they came apart when I tried to put them on. The glue had dissolved or 
powdered itself or whatever. So I'm getting those ripped glued because they seem to be comfortable on this ridiculous foot injury that I have. Meanwhile, I'm wearing these little toe glove Vibram five-finger shoes. They call them five fingers, but they're for your toes. They're like gloves for your feet. So they look weird, and they smell bad when you take them off. So go out and get yourself a pair. And uh, thanks again for listening. I'll I'll, uh, listen to you. I'll talk to you next week. I won't listen to you. I'll talk to you. But it has been my pleasure... As always, until we meet again. Bye-bye. I should say, of course, I will listen to you. All you have to do is send me an email or tweet me, and I will listen to you. And I will try and respond. I will listen to you, and I'll talk to you next week. 